Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is The Tenth Planet. (laughs) But let's get this whiskey flowing. Ding! Of the week. (laughs) Man, how is it? How is it that that's always the hardest part? It's the whiskey of the week! Bang! It's so like, dumb. Like, like making. Yeah. <laughs> Sesame's Street presents. Oh God! And we haven't even had any. Whiskey we haven't yet. had any this whiskey yet. That'd be great. We're still drunk from Monday. Night. Oh God! All right. So this week, I'd somehow I'll figure out how to shorten this for the title. Mm-hmm. I always love it when we get those. But this is Saint Liberty. Mouthful. Yeah, this is this is it's a lot. Saint Liberty. Josephine's Flathead River Straight Rye Whiskey. Bootlegger's Collection, Chapter One. All right, so Josephine was that bitch. She was that bitch. So she (laughs) is from Glacier Park. Where is that? IDK. This is made in Austin, though. Oh. But I think this is up, this is like way up north. I think this is like mm-hmm. Montana. Mm-hmm. And she was a bootlegger up there. Her name was Josephine Duty, which, unfortunate. I think that's why <laughs> we're calling her Josephine Flathead River Rye Whiskey. And was a prominent bootlegger of that area. And St. Liberty Whiskey is kind of cool because all three of their labels are all named after women in whiskey historically bootleggers and that oh, kind of thing nice Very yeah nice. so this is super exciting all right let's see what josephine has to offer come on josephine bing, bing, bing. there you go yeah i'll we'll push it put it over here so it's not on top of the, the electronics Oops, Ooh, it's a green bottle so i'm into that we haven't had a green bottle yet we haven't and it's another good bottle shape Mm-hmm. great pour what's the proofing for this one Looking like oh god, don't give me that smile. I'm about to 91. Up. Okay, middle of the road for us. <laughs> <laughs> I love how 90 proof is middle of the road. Yeah, all right, cheers. Let's see what Josephine's got to say. It smells kind of almost a little sweet, but not in the traditional sense. I wouldn't be able to tell you what it's, it's hitting some kind of, like um, plummy. it's hitting like a, a memory node for me, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it is. Coffee. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> this rye whiskey is a hidden coffee mix. <laughs> it smells good. My nose hairs are still here. Hmm. Yeah. I don't it know what it is. Pleasant. Maybe it's something like almost like salty. I don't know. Mm. Oh, well, let's, let's 
Down Not that hatch. I know what I'm smelling. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Ooh. Ooh. Josephine. Whew. So, it tastes earthy. It does. It gave me goosebumps. It gave me a lot yeah. of goosebumps. I think that in a lineup, this will be one that we can place tell apart mm -hmm. yeah it's that whole thing like if you ever get trained in um, wines mm -hmm. one of the things they'll tell you about especially reds okay. is that there's like a dirty where it like legitimately tastes like dirt and that's a positive thing that's something mm -hmm. people go for mm -hmm. and there's that kind of, and maybe that's what i was smelling that was it's it does it smells like rocks yes <laughs> it smells like rocks like absolutely rocks. Like if you have a bag of rocks yeah which to me that's why it's placing in my brain because how many bags of rocks i have in my closets mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. rock hunting and fossil hunting and all mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and when i say that it even smells salty that i'm like it's a hundred percent smells like rocks mm -hmm. how weird is that like rain on rocks like like when it recently oh. rained yeah. And it's like that rock, that earthy smell. Petrichor. Hmm. That's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's, that's, the, 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 that's the word. The word. Yeah. Where it smells like rain. And mm. I, I didn't know that. Petrichor. That's a trivia question. Oh, uh, yeah. A pleasant smell that frequently accompanies the first rain after a long period of warm, dry weather. Petrichor mm. is one of my favorite scents. Mine too. It's what I missed when we lived in L.A. Ah, that smell yeah the smell of rain yeah this definitely smells like rain is coming rain on rocks that's that's so crazy rain on rocks it's you know the best way to me. be able to tell the difference between a rock and a fossil what lick the it smell because um, a fossil is porous and a rock is not which is why this is triggering a like taste for mm -hmm. me because of how like many fucking rocks rock. i've licked yeah <laughs> Most of the time it wasn't coprolites, so that's okay. That's good. Yeah. Coprolites being fossilized poop. Ew. I have okay. licked those, though. Well, I can just rinse your mouth out with this whiskey afterwards. Well, I mean, it's 45 million years old at the, like, youngest. It's a rock at this point. There's no, there's nothing, there's no fecal matter. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I say I'm going to give this an eight, more mm. so because of the the memories that the smell i'm fascinated by that it. rock smell yeah mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna go with a 8.3 hmm. a little bit higher yes, i'm trying to see why maybe it's because it says that the it says our straight rye whiskey is crafted in tennessee and perfected in montana using the same pure water source from the rocky mountains that josephine used to prove her whiskey so maybe it's the water. I, yeah. So it's all from up north, but it's bottled here. So it's mm -hmm. not a, a straight, full Texas whiskey. Mm -hmm. But as we kind of talked about in the last episode, uh, season four is going to be focusing a little bit more on women and whiskey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I uh, like this. Yeah. This is I'm pretty good. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it either. I'd like to see their other bottlings because this mm -hmm. is... I'm just fascinated. I'm just fascinated by this rock smell. Mm -hmm. Maybe the green color of the bottle also has something to do with keeping. Oh, Maybe no. I don't know. Because remember when we went on the tour. Yeah, but once it's pulled out of the barrel, like it's, it's basically different. done. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Eh, well, this was delicious. It is really good. And the bottle's cute. It is. It is very cute. And it's a good website. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, good example of just like get it up online. It doesn't have to be anything like super duper fancy. Just uh, information. Yeah. You know, tell us about your product. Which I will acknowledge is ironic coming from us since we don't have a website. I know. I'm working on it, guys. But we're talking about our product, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, like follow us on Instagram, but I'm also working on I'm, I'm working on getting a website put together. I'm, I'm a busy bitch. New things are a-coming, okay? New things are a-coming. Yes. Especially because we're about to enter a completely different phase. I know. So, speaking of that, let's get into some let's Doctor Who. Let's dive right on in. So this week we are discussing the 10th planet. Mm-hmm. It ran from October 8th to October 29th of 1966. Major things that happened during the run on October 4th, Lesotho, also known as Basutoland, gains, gains independence from Britain. All right. October 6th, LSDs first declared illegal in California with everyone else falling right behind. Hmm. Uh, the U.S. continues to go on some horrendous bombing runs of North Vietnam. Mm-hmm. October 15th, the Black Panther Party is founded. Hmm. And on October 27th, the U.N. General Assembly basically said, fuck you, South Africa, Namibia is ours, and just kind of like pulled them out of the South Africa clusterfuck that's going to oh, be there God. for the next right. X Several number of years. years. Yeah. Um, now, this story was written by Kit Pedler and Jerry Davis for episodes three and four, mm-hmm. and directed by Derek Martinus. Jerry Davis is still our script editor, and Ennis Lloyd is our producer. Okay. Do any of those names strike you? Yeah. Mm-mm. So Derek Martinus also directed Galaxy Foreign Mission to the Unknown. Okay. And Kit Pedler, we talked about him because like a couple of episodes ago because he was hired on to be the science advisor Mm. and he actually wrote this story with jerry davis helping because jerry davis is our script editor okay and kit peddler is the guy that invented the cybermen and so as we go through this, it's kind of like I couldn't necessarily like hide the fact that the Daleks are a thing. Mm-hmm. The Cybermen are a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They will come back. Um, they're, I feel like they're a lot more present in New Who. Gotcha. But they're definitely, people basically fall on like, who's the big baddie of Doctor Who? The Daleks or the Cybermen? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, in our green room, Robert Beatty, who was the asshole sergeant, Yes. Throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in Superman movies in three and four, hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. He also played Ronald Reagan, which I thought was really crazy because that's what I called him in my notes the whole time. Ronald was Reagan. Was this motherfucker that looks like Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Earl Cameron was a Barbadian who was a prominent actor in many science fiction series and movies, including Thunderball with Sean Connery and The Queen starring Helen Mirren. And he was our black guy that died very early on. Because okay. we can't keep the right, black characters alive, but that's not... Still can't. <sighs> Still can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Brandon, who is one of the American actors, has done all of the American soaps and TV shows. Dynasty, uh, Days of Our Lives, like all of General them. Hospital. <laughs> I don't remember if I saw that one, but probably. It's um, been but, on TV for fucking years. For years. <laughs> um, but he's also done 
a lot of other like bits and TV shows, uh-huh. uh, Charmed, Fraser, Ooh. Private Practice, so like all sorts of stuff. I loved Charmed. Nice. Charmed woman. Nice. <laughs> and then Peter Hawkins voiced the Cybermen. He's basically the show's go-to for voice acting. He also mm. does a lot of the Dalek voices as okay. well. Okay. And as far as production notes go, episode four has been lost. There is no telling where it went. There's a lot of mythology around how it got lost, who was the last person to have it. Um, at one point, people said that Blue Peter had it, and there's no real documentation to support that. Mm-hmm. There have been hoaxes surrounding. This is kind of one of the ones that is most easily hoaxable hmm. because it's one of the most in-demand of the last episodes because it's part four of the Cybermen. It's mm-hmm. where we... It's Hartnell's last episode... You know, it's our first shot at um, what we will eventually call uh, the regeneration. Mm, gotcha. And so that's the term you'll you'll hear bandied about when we're talking about one doctor moving into another doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's definitely an in-demand episode gotcha. and is probably one of the top ones that's hoping to be found. Mm, okay. Uh, so first impressions. First impressions. So I enjoyed the the sciency aspect to it because yeah. um, you know we're from Houston and we have NASA here. You know, Houston we have problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know the the Houstonian in me was super pumped to see that happen on TV. Um, I think that. Another thing I really enjoyed was was my first uh, view of the Cybermen because I was like, "What the fuck are these tin man uh, morph? What did I call them? I said tin man. Oh, I said it, they're a mix between the tin man and a luchador. Ah, yeah, you, <laughs> you're not wrong there. Um. And then the more they were describing kind of the fact that how they became Cybermen mm-hmm. really reminded me of, of the character that uh, Donald Glover plays on Boba Fett, mm. where he's actually the guy who um, makes people people cyborgs. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so it, it, it just reminded me of that and just like a nod to mm-hmm. this common trope yeah. that we've had since the 60s. Yeah. You know? Or probably since before, but at least for our sake, since the 60s. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed the fact that Ben and Polly still have not annoyed the shit out of me. No. They're honestly, I think, probably the best companions that we've had to date. Minus Vicky. As a team. As no, a team, but like, like a duo. They are a dynamic duo. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. when you look at like Vicky plus Ian and Barbara, Vicky plus Steven, mm-hmm. Ben and Polly blow them out of the water. Oh, for sure. For sure. They're, um, ben... I guess maybe because that's, you know, the sailor mentality mm. of taking orders. He very much looks yeah. to the doctor to figure out, like, okay, is this, is this okay? Is this not? Mm-hmm. And this episode, well, this installment of episodes where the doctor was essentially losing his shit. Yeah. Uh, ben and Polly were really able to pick up the slack and mm-hmm. get get us out of there, you know, get us there safely, get the doctor out of there. Yeah. Um, and witness, I would say, the birth. 
or regeneration or I don't know what it is of the new doctor. <laughs> doctor number two. We now have moved from Quaker Oats to, to priest hair. Yeah, kind of. No, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll kind of give you that. Nothing. No, it doesn't apply to anything forehead down. Yeah, but no, I'll yeah. give you that for the hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love this. I, I mean, I know that I've waxed poetical about the Daleks for the first four seasons, um, but I fucking love the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. I like the Cybermen far more than I like the Daleks. The mm-hmm. Daleks are scary. Yeah. The Cybermen are interesting. Mm-hmm. The Daleks are very black and white, and while the Cybermen, there's always context, and they're made more interesting by the people around them and who we have relating to them. And and I, especially because the Daleks are their own species, and Cybermen used to be human, mm-hmm. yeah, ish, yeah. Um, for the most part you know, on a sister planet where their biology was slowly replaced with the electronic components until we don't have any sort of emotion whatsoever and we're just robots, whereas the Daleks are organisms inside of a metal casing yeah. to protect them. How did, I, my question with all this is always, how did they, like, make new cyborgs, like, did they have baby cyborgs that they also made, like human babies that they made into? It depends. It depends on. This is going to sound crazy. It depends on what Cybermen we're talking about because there are different oh. um, ideas behind that. Mm-hmm. So that'll have to be uh, as we encounter them down the road. Gotcha. We can make our own head cannons and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. it just kind of. And I don't exactly remember what classic who cybermen do and like and there's every like you know indication that we just got rid of all these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so we'll have to see how they come back because yep. i don't remember yep, but i know does. that they do yeah 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 so i i loved it i loved seeing the cybermen in their original horrific glory mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i thought that our major sergeant was a really interesting foil mm-hmm, to them mm-hmm. and the TARDIS gang were a lot of fun and they did some shit and they fucked some shit up and, you know, uh, interacted with everybody enough that if you had taken them out of the story, it wouldn't have been the same. Right. Yeah. So I, I like it a lot. Spoiler warning. It was good. I like it. It was good. So synopsis time. All right. Hit it. The TARDIS gang lands in the South Pole where some international explorers are also fucking around. Meanwhile, some robots with no empathy, called Cybermen, descend on Earth from their home of Mondas to basically use the Earth as a giant-ass battery. Some guy that looks like Ronald Reagan puts the entirety of planet Earth on the back burner after his son volunteered to help. He dies. The Cybermen collapse in on themselves, and then, dun-dun-dun, the Doctor fades out, and the Doctor fades in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's get into those TARDIS points. Right. All right, let's do it. Hey, Jen. Mm-hmm. What does uh, TARDIS stand for? So, ladies and gentlemen, 
boys and girls of the world, <laughs> TARDIS stands for, our TARDIS stands for, if this is your first time tuning in, <laughs> turn up the radio or don't radio. because we say it every fucking time. <laughs> but it is terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated, very serious, with seriousness. It's not very, I added the very, but it's fucking seriousness, okay? <laughs> <laughs> fucking serious. It's very serious. Serious. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the doctor. Yeah. We're going to talk about him for this episode. We're going to, over the next couple of weeks, really get into the doctor and what does the first doctor mean and all that. Basically, we're going to do the goodbye doctor, but not a 15-minute thing. Okay. haven't exactly decided. That's what I'm doing while you're on vacation. We'll see. <laughs> do, do, do. Ding, ding, ding. So, the doctor. The doctor. The doctor... Um, I wasn't, I, I won't say I'm, I was disappointed with how he went out because I feel like they were already kind of setting him up. Yeah. And it was very much like seeing an older relative, you know, kind of just go through. Floundering. Yeah. At the end. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. kind of go through that, you know, the, the end of, of the end of life mm-hmm. time period, you know, mm-hmm. um, so it was a little nostalgic in the sense that it was like, oh, you know, the doctor isn't necessarily the doctor that we usually see yeah. and know by yeah. now. Um, but I still love the fact that he had just enough energy to get a little touchy when his hair got called horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like weakening, mm-hmm. but the brain is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just the physical... It's that whole thing that when you have someone that is older, mm-hmm. there is a lot of times where with aging, it's either the body or the mind that goes. Mm-hmm. And for the doctor, it was the body. His mm-hmm. mind was always there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even till the end. Uh, you know, he didn't... This episode, I think, really was good in the sense of showing us how our companions are going to be without this doctor. Mm-hmm really taking more of the initiative, mm-hmm. really um, standing on their own two feet, mm-hmm. on their own morals, working as a team, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get, recruit others for their right. cause, you know. Yeah, it was Ben and Polly really that found yeah. a lot of our answers. Right, right. Yeah. So it was, so I, I wasn't mad about the way that he went out. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I wasn't either. I would... As a standalone episode, I would be disappointed Mm -hmm. in what I got out of the Doctor, Mm -hmm. but especially as we've been watching him for the past almost four total seasons, Mm -hmm. you know, he starts off, I mean, my first note was he was on form Mm -hmm. in that first, he was there, he was present, Mm -hmm. he was talking some shit, Mm -hmm. he was sassing people, Mm -hmm. um, and he got super pissy, and there was... I think where it helped the transition into the the quote, the very iconic end of the first Doctor quote, this old body of mine is wearing a bit thin, is during episode two and three, it's really like everybody got stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? We're at this stalemate with mm-hmm. the Cybermen. There's no way to move forward because of this. There's no way to do this because of that. 
And as he got stuck in his options, it's when all of a sudden that body just went. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, in episode three, mm-hmm. the reason he passes out is because Hartnell basically sent a telegram that morning being like, what up, fam? <laughs> I'm calling out today. I'm sick. Bye. And so they totally wrote him out of the episode and brought him back in just to say goodbye. Now, as someone that has um, been on their way out of a job before, Mm -mm. that whole, if you know you're leaving, it's real hard to get up every day. And just finish it. And do your work as honestly. Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. like, it's not going to matter next week. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, and speaking from experience, I don't know. Uh, or are we, you know, it's that case of like senioritis uh-huh. and yeah. if you're already sick, it'll be easier to give into feeling sick. Cause like, especially with a uh, pre-Madonna prissy pants, like mm-hmm. we had in William Hartnell, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, they don't want me fine. They don't get me. Right. I'm gonna stay home and eat my bonbons and have my tea and crumpets. I don't know what they. I don't know tea and crumpets. Probably tea. Probably at least tea. At least he's definitely having biscuits. Tea. tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tea and biscuits at the very least. <laughs> Watching the British Bake Off and The Price Is Right. Nailed it. Yeah, you know, you know. Now, some of and we'll get into a lot more of this when we do like the Doctor retrospective. But I think the fact that they had him age out is really fascinating Mm -hmm. because we have had because it mirrors what William Hartnell's going through Mm -hmm. but we also have had a lot of interesting places where it's like in the um, Daleks master plan Mm -hmm. when they aged Sarah Kingdom to Mm -hmm. death Mm -hmm. the doctor got trapped in that too right and so I do appreciate that that has that what they did to him in this episode isn't just totally out of left field. They gotcha. didn't Vicky him, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. They didn't just say, oh, this is the do- episode the doctor leaves. Let's come up with some contrived story. It really does make sense with everything that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Consistency. It is. Um, it doesn't mean that I can give him like super high. Yeah, no. Because he wasn't very, pre- he couldn't be very present. Right. But he was great for the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. He just was not hardly there for the last two. Right. So, what do you give him? I would say because it's his goodbye episode. Yeah. I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, I'm going to fluff it a little bit. Oh, yeah. I would normally say a five because he wasn't there for a lot of the time. I was like, five if, but... It's your last one, boo. And the aging process that you get... So, if even if he wasn't there in the third episode... Um, so we watched the animation for the fourth one and that process and what he had to acquiesce to doing, like, let's be real. This is a drama queen, cranky pants motherfucker. And to have this, this, it didn't even read as sorrow. It was just tired. Mm -hmm. Exhaustion. And for him to go that route instead of, being angry is huge props mm-hmm. because I'm going to be honest, I think I'm a pettier bitch than that. Yeah. I don't think that you would be able to get that kind of an, it really speaks a lot about as petty a bitch as he might have been. Mm-hmm. He really did take the doctor seriously mm-hmm. and he really did love the doctor. And 
And I, and I feel like you can really feel that, mm-hmm. even through the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with a seven, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to miss you a lot, William Hartnell. Yeah. Thanks, Quaker Oats. Thanks, I'll Quaker Oats. my oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Another glass of rocks. Want to try it on the, yeah, I was going to say, on the rocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. All right. So let's move on to Ben. How do we feel about Ben? Ben. Uh so, again, with the say, you know, as as a sailor, um, I think he's not used to seeing a lot of combat. Mm. <laughs> at least in he the, definitely has that feel, right? Yeah, at least in the sense that, like, say, someone f- in the Marines or right. the Army would see yeah. just more of that up close and personal type mm-hmm. of combat mm-hmm. and violence. It was a heartwarming just to see how remorseful he was wasn't that just intense yeah he really went on for a while about how he did not want to kill that cyberman yeah yeah and i mean it's you know out of out of all the ways to die that was probably the cleanest way by Mm -hmm. light ray yeah but just to just to see you know we got to see that other that softness to him that i really enjoyed which is interesting because with when we compare him to polly Ben brings in that soft aspect. Right. Polly has, is more the hardened, seasoned, you mm-hmm. know, conniving, intelligent you yeah. know, person. Ben is too. He's more in touch with his emotional intelligence yeah. and, is, and is very much um, a little bit more sensitive than I would mm-hmm. say Polly is, at mm-hmm. least from how we've seen them. Yeah, it's right very now. much a swap of the gender dynamics of the 60s. Right, right. Um, so I, I enjoyed Ben. You know, he... Uh, he has Dodo's inquisitiveness and mm-hmm. curiosity, but is not annoying about it because he, it's actually like he plans. Yeah. You know, he thinks about what he's getting into, unlike our friend Dodo, right. who would just rush into things. Yeah. There was a moment where he looked up at the vent hole and he was like, I wonder where that goes. But he didn't go crawling in because there was nobody to back him up. Mm-hmm. And then... In the next episode, it came to fruition when our scientist friend that teams up with Ben and Polly mm-hmm. was like, oh, that leads to the missile silo, mm-hmm. but I can't fit in it. And I really like the fact that Ben's like, I'm tiny. Mm-hmm. I'm a tiny I'll little do, dude. Yeah. Like, let me go. Mm-hmm. Instead of pointing out the woman who usually is our tiny petite thing right. that goes into the tiny hole. Right. Ben is over there being a full f- fucking foot shorter than mm-hmm. Polly. Mm-hmm. Still is our leading man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I could fit in there. Let's let's do it. Mm-hmm, let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Ben because there isn't any of that extreme stereotypical masculinity. Mm-hmm, agreed. And he's such a man. Agreed. Like, he really still comes across as, like, a dude's dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's not shoving, like, the size of his dick in your face. <laughs> Which leads us to believe he's... At least average. At least. <laughs> if not more, because he doesn't have to brag about it, right? You know, he's not putting balls on his truck. Right. He's totally fine driving a Prius. You know? Those balls on trucks I, are so just, gross. They make me so angry. If you Just stop listening I've to us if you have I've seen one that's them. like a, it was a flesh-colored one. And it, that that's was even worse. The most dis- also, just because it was dirty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm like, so you're... Um, Advertising your dirty balls. Yeah. <laughs> and ju- yeah, it's just disgusting. Anywho. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's not Ben. Yeah, no. 
And I like him as a companion because he is this, a proper support system. Right. You know, I don't feel like Ben is coming in trying to say I'm the leading man. He's saying, well, fuck, I really want to get back to my boat. Mm-hmm. Like I got a boat situation. They're going to court martial me. Mm-hmm. So let's survive this so I can get back to my boat. Right. At every situation, you know, when they first get there and they realize they're at the South Pole and he's like, fuck, yeah, I can get home. And they're like, LOL, it's 1986. And he's like, I guess not. Right. Which I appreciated because there was one point in the chase that we didn't end up talking about where they land on the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's Morton Dill right. being incredible. They're in fucking 1966 and Barbara and Ian are just like, oh, fuck it. Oh, all right. I can't, you know, they could have fucking hopped on a plane right. and got yeah, home a little earlier, but whatever. whatever. At least Ben is being like, oh, what, what year is it? What year? Oh, we can't go home yet. That's that. Too, yeah. 20 years is a little bit too late for me yeah. to have not aged at all. Right. Exactly. Definitely a building court martial at that point. Right. 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 And so I really like the fact that he's keeping in mind the whole story instead of just what episode we're on. Mm-hmm. So I do like that aspect of him as well. Yeah, no, agreed. And and I can I just say that the fact that oh no, sorry, I got distracted. What I was gonna say, I was gonna talk about this whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> Which, commercial break. Commercial break. Um it tastes all sweeter. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of sweeter note. It still brings out the earthiness mm-hmm, with the rocks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um it just, I guess it just depends on how much earthy flavor you want in your mouth. If you're someone that eats dirt or ate dirt or, you know, yeah. this, this is dirty. Why are you looking at me when you said that? No, I'm just, I'm, well, because you're the person I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to look at Bo and be like, and have him I mean, understand. he's the one that's more likely to eat dirt. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't understand what dirt is. Commercial <laughs> break, whiskey. So what are you gonna give Ben? What are you gonna give? (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna give Ben's butt. (laughs) We're gonna give Bo a ten. What are we gonna get? Oh, okay, Ben's butt. Now, no, we're not gonna go to Ben's butt. We don't need to talk about Ben's butt. I don't. I have not. I really haven't noticed Ben's butt. No, I did like his little flip over the railing though. That was very dramatic. Sergeant Man, like. Threw him over. Threw him over. (laughs) And he did the whole thing. He did the whole flip back. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then he got knocked out. And I really appreciated that we didn't just like roll it off. That we said, nah, that motherfucker hit his head. Yeah, he got. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I always, I I always, no matter what the gender of the actor Mm -hmm. is, I always hate it when we're like, gonna like Dragon Ball Z this shit. And knock somebody into a cliff, and they're just going to, like, climb on out and be like, hey, what's up, guys? Right. Instead of being a little dazed, confused, or just knock the fuck out. Like, brains can't handle that kind of shit. Uh, So I I liked that. I liked that a lot. Uh, Ben. Score. I'm going to an eight. Yeah. I think he was really... He did very well this, this episode, this installment. He... Really picked up the slack. Yeah. He's just a good, steady force. Right. Which I like a lot. Right. Yeah. I'll give him, I'm going to give him a 7.5. I'm going to bring it a little lower just because I think he's a good support system, but he's not necessarily, other than when he blinded the Cybermen with the Western movie, mm-hmm. you know, probably the episode of Gunfighters. Right. Um, I didn't feel like he was pushing a lot. It was a lot of him responding to 
being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him take a little bit more initiative, mm-hmm. but I'm still giving him a 7.5. I still think he's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to our main girl, Polly. Our girl, Polly. How we feel about Polly? Honestly, Polly was great. Polly really just gives no fucks, tells it like it is, Yeah, is not afraid to confront people. Mm. Uh, she was, I think she was the appropriate amount of screaming. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you ever saw, if I saw a half a tin man and a luchador come at me. Woo. No, you get to scream when the cyber right. are around. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, the fact that she, um, I think they alluded more to the, the female cunning, you know, mm, yeah. where, where they used her kind of as like the. Go charm this guy mm. by offering to make him coffee. Like, it's interesting you brought that up mm-hmm. because that's often given as a big critique for Polly. Mm-hmm. You know, she has all this to offer, but she's just there making coffee. And what I'd like to say about that point in the episode, so I was really interested to watch it in context mm-hmm. because I've heard a lot about fucking Polly making goddamn motherfucking coffee. Mm-hmm. And my rebuttal to the perceived fan wisdom mm-hmm. of Polly making coffee mm-hmm. is that everybody else is standing around with their thumbs up their asses mm-hmm. being like, I don't know what the fuck to the fuck to do. And everybody's talking about what do we do? There's nothing to do. We're just sitting around. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And Polly's like, you want me to make coffee fam? <laughs> and everyone turns and goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that I actually might be helpful. Do something. You know, right. there's so much about if you're stressed out or, you know, I know that in situations where you're just sitting around waiting for news, mm-hmm. just somebody making tea right. can really be helpful. And she's mm-hmm. the only one that's thinking, mm-hmm. what can I do? What yeah. what action can we take to keep our hands and minds busy? Well, this is the first time. So I was bringing it up because this is the first time that I see her kind of using what her job was in mm-hmm. London to her advantage. Right. You yeah, know? she was essentially a secretary. She was a secretary. A very intelligent one, mm-hmm. but that's still what she was doing. Right, and at that and at that day and age, that yeah. was like the career. A great job. You know, it was yeah. a great job. Yeah, she had an amazing job. Yeah, so the fact that she was able to go back, you know, I, I did have my issues with it, but as I thought more about it, I was like, well, she's doing what she did before and that mm-hmm. what she knows is a good way to get people to trust, to ease yeah. up, to look the other way, enough for her to figure something out. So I wasn't too mad at it. Yeah. I, it was just the whole, like, she's making coffee. Yeah. But again, I was like, it was a nod to her previous, her career. Right. Um, just like we see Ben, you know, with lots of nods to his career right. throughout the episode. It's also, there was just nothing else to do. She, right. you know, there, she legitimately had nothing else to do, and everybody else was just complaining about how there wasn't anything yeah. to do. Would um, I want her to make coffee? No. Would I want her to maybe do something else in a different in a remake? Yeah, but I mean, she made coffee. That's what she did. Well, because there wasn't anything else to do. Like at right. the mo, if you know, fast forward episode twenty minutes, she was doing shit because there was suddenly something to do. But in that moment, there really wasn't anything to do. And we even have, I even like the fact that like in that moment, our science friend shaded her and he was like, why don't you just keep fucking making coffee? And she goes, "Uh and he goes, you know what? That was rude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Because she's the only one doing something. Right. Everybody else is getting stressed out and being men mm-hmm. over the fact that there's nothing to do and no way to do anything. And so they're all getting dudish about it. Mm-hmm. And she's the only one finding something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I had an issue with Polly's uh, character in this episode, in the series of episodes, is that considering that the Cybermen are without emotion, mm-hmm. they really used Polly as the emotional one. Mm-hmm. Where she was the one being like, oh, but millions will die. And the Cybermen are like, not us, LOL. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they really used her as that positive emotional foil, where we have uh, Ronald Reagan as the negative emotional foil. Mm-hmm. And considering that we've given Ben a lot of that, I wish that they would continue to give that to Ben Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I think that's why the coffee thing reads so bad Mm -hmm, is because mm -hmm. we're heightening her emotions to all of the people dying and what the Cybermen are doing. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. But in the storyline where all she can do is be kidnapped and held Mm -hmm, hostage, mm -hmm. it's why it's, I feel like it's reading more problematic. Right. Because that's, it's not, because like I said, it's not actually a problem. It just is in the context of everything else she's doing. Because that's mm-hmm. the one part where I'm like, yes, queen, do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish that she had just been less totally emotional the whole time. Mm-hmm. Even though she did do amazing things. Like, I still yeah. love her. Yeah. Love her, love yeah. her. Yeah, agreed. I just wish she'd be a little bit, dial back that heightened emotional mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm. Although she gets major points for this um, uh, snow look. That oh, she yeah. pulled out of the TARDIS. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was, she was everything. Very snow bunny. I she knows it. her wardrobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she totally turns around at the end because she's the one who's like, yo, so you said something about radiation. Right. <laughs> How much radiation are we talking about? Right. Like bad radiation? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm in trouble radiation? Like the world is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that when she got scared in that last episode, it was because everything made sense. It was like, well, if the planet's dissolving, what does that mean for us in their spaceship? Right. You know, if we're stuck here and the radiation happens, like, what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. She has enough of an understanding because of Mm Wu-Tang that... Mm -hmm. Shit pops off. Yeah, that she gets what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so I do really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And future Diana will be very future pissed if she ever loses that. Mm. Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully she'll not. see, you know, because yeah. Doctor I don't really Who hasn't, doesn't have a rep of treating the ladies that well. <laughs> so far. So, so far. far. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, anything else about Polly? No. She just kept doing what she did. I, I, I continue to enjoy her. She's a badass bitch. I continue to enjoy her. Mm-hmm. So what do you give her? I'm going to give her an 8.5. No, you know what? I'll also give her an eight because I think her and Ben were both doing their parts equally. Yeah, I gave her an eight too. Uh, I felt like she was very good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now that brings us into what is often our contentious Mm -hmm. uh, thing. I feel like we've actually gotten a lot better recently because I've chilled out a lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But let's start with who did you think the bad guy was? So for me, there was two. Obviously, there's one winner. Um, but it was two. Yeah, it was two. The general, because he got all fucking murdered. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. yeah. Ronald Reagan got all murdered. Ronald Reagan's also the bad guy, period. Right. Trickonomics. What is it? Trickle, trickle? Trickle, trickle down, down economics. Trickle down. 
Also the AIDS crisis. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. So, um, general, murderous. Um, Definitely an exercise in what not knowing how to deal with your emotions look like. Right. And have nuclear missiles at your disposal. I'm looking at you, Putin. You know? (laughs) Exactly. Very much that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But... At the end of the day, I do have to give it to the Cybermen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, they just gave no fucks. No they had, fucks. They had no regard for human no. life. No, because, they walked in and killed people. Right, right. They were they were here. The fact that they had a plan of we're going to tell the humans, we're gonna we're going to somehow make the humans use their nuclear want to use their nukes on us. Yeah. But then we're going to stop them, and we're actually going to use the nukes on them. Uh, yeah, I love them. Masterful. Yeah. No, Masterful. it's... Yeah. I love the Cybermen because... Because it's a possibility. It's it's such a strong science fiction um, stance mm. of these used to be like you and me whether it's another species you know we're we're talking about mondas which is um supposed to be like the sister planet to Mm -hmm. earth Mm -hmm. does that make any fucking sense no absolutely not we're just gonna hand wave it and move on (laughs) um but so they come from the sister planet which means that they're a sister species Mm -hmm. so however you feel like that means whatever Mm -hmm. but there's definitely supposed to be a human-esque original quality to them and then they talk in it about everything that's happened to them. They've been engineered mm-hmm. into what they are now, mm-hmm. where they have absolutely no feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is one of the big things that quintessentially makes them different from the Daleks mm-hmm. when we're talking about these big right. baddies. Right. And then there was one where they go on like a, a rant as much as a Cyberman can go on a rant Mm -hmm. without having emotions, about how they're impervious to the cold, they're impervious to the heat, they're impervious to illness, they're impervious to age. All of this stuff that defines a human life. Mm -hmm. And that also they don't have that emotion. Right. And then you have at the beginning Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. who you think is like a, a... Stand, you know, maybe he's a little intense, Mm -hmm. but he's totally chill until his son, who volunteered, Mm -hmm. volunteered, might I add, to go fight them. All of a sudden, his son is on the line and Earth doesn't matter. Right. And one of the line, and one of the reasons that I am, that if the Cybermen get like X points, Ronald Reagan gets X minus one. Mm -hmm. He's right, or minus point one. Yeah. Because... In the beginning, the Cybermen, in episode, like, fucking two, one of the things that they talk about with Polly, when she's being the presence of positive human emotion, they say, people die all over your world, yet you do not care about them. Mm-hmm. So, why Karen? Right. And I think that that's a really good phrasing for our sergeant character, because... He's willing to put billions of lives on the line for his son that volunteered doing a job 
that he signed up for. Right. And and I thought that that I think that the that that our that that guy actually created an amazing foil for the Cybermen and makes it a conversation on. I all there's always that moment in a Cyberman episode where I there's always a moment where I go, God damn, what if they're fucking right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because emotions do get in the way, mm-hmm. and there are so many people that cannot handle emotions because this guy couldn't. Right, right. It you know, he lost intense. his absolute shit, right. and especially because his son survived at the end, but he dies right. because he put his son's life ahead of everybody else. Right. But the Cybermen are still scary, and they'll still kill you dead. They will. With yeah, yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Or <laughs> even though they're very weak to apparently and very weak to radiation. Vampires. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, they came in and just were like, blah, blah, blah. You dead? Yeah, yeah. Just dead. No questions asked. Yeah, very much just. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the Cybermen are a really good blueprint for a lot of what we're gonna what we see in science fiction since then. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably things like the Borg from Star Trek and like there are just so many things that you can see the blueprint of the Cybermen behind them. Anything anything else you feel about them? About the Cybermen? Mm. Or Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. No, I really think you pretty much covered it. I mean, it's when you mentioned the difference between them and the Daleks, it is interesting because the Daleks do have some sort of emotion. Mm-hmm. Even in the way that they communicate, they mm-hmm. always sound like they're coming, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, but the cyborgs, they're more, it's more robotic, right? Cybermen. Cybermen, yeah. They're more uh, robotic. It's mm-hmm. more, um, how can I say it? There's always a tinge of rage and obstinance to the Daleks. Mm-hmm. And the Cybermen are cold as fuck. Right. Which is the scary part. Because yeah. then you would just, without batting uh, whatever you call that eye, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would just... And we saw that in action. Mm-hmm. Um, I like these baddies. Honestly, I, I'm, I don't... I love them. I'm, the Daleks annoy me. Yeah. The, the Cybermen... I think the Daleks are caricatures mm-hmm. while the Cybermen are clever. Right. And yeah. it's not lost on me that the scientific advisor is who created the Cybermen, whereas a writer created the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Because the Daleks, is kind of like I said in the beginning, the Daleks are kind of black and white. Mm-hmm. They're Nazis. They're evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Cybermen are chaotic Mm -hmm. they are unpredictable because Mm -hmm. there's no sense of humanity about Mm -hmm. them the Mm -hmm. doctor the daleks have motivating factors Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the cybermen have a programming goal Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing Mm -hmm. period Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the daleks can get mad right the cybermen can't even get mad so they can't even get distracted Mm -hmm. it's just Here's the next step. Here's the next step. Here's the next step. And that's, I feel scarier because there's nothing to relate to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like them. I do too. I do like them. I'm, I'm excited to see them again later on. Yeah. I forget, I forget how far, however long, but, um, they're one of my favorite new who baddies. Definitely. I like them a lot in new who. And I'm excited to go back and I feel like the first time I watched this, I hadn't quite had the bonding experience with Cybermen that I've had 
at this point because I've watched New Who a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see how classic who deals with them again because gotcha. i just don't really remember a lot of them gotcha i just super love them mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so are we going with we're going with the cybermen yeah what are we gonna want to give them i'm gonna give them a nine i'm giving them a fucking ten they're scary mm-hmm. as fucking shit uh ronald reagan's getting a nine and a half though <laughs> yeah ronald reagan yeah nancy reagan gets an 11 <laughs> So that leads us into the story. Mm-hmm. How did we feel about this story? Uh, you know, like I kind of alluded to at the beginning, I I enjoyed the the space center aspect oh, to it. Finally, it's, it's know, been a minute since we've had a proper space story, right? And I think for me, for for me, it just very hit very close to home. Yeah, you know, um, I the end of the world trope is always a good one. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting to me just to see how many ways the world can end in different people's imaginations, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this would be one of the, I would definitely recommend to watch this episode, mm-hmm. um, which is going to shocker. Spoiler right, warning. Spoiler warning. Right? Um, one, because it is the introduction to the Cybermen. Yeah. But also just because, well, also the doctors. Uh, there's so, so many much. monumental things yeah. here. Yeah. And it wasn't boring. It wasn't boring. It wasn't boring, you know? We had, because I was thinking about this while I was watching the story. First of all, this felt like, oh, I'm watching science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like science fiction, mm-hmm. not just what Star-tricky. they've been passing off as Doctor Who. Mm-hmm where we've done a lot of these historicals mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stuff that's been set in different places. But even when you're looking at like the space museum and other stuff like that, it still didn't feel, this was all considering that we were on earth. Mm-hmm. There was so much about this that felt so sci-fi ish, uh, where I wasn't, I haven't felt like that with a lot of stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there was so much techno babble, but it wasn't too much techno babble. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the air ducts and the everything that you get out of a Star Wars episode right. on the spaceships, but it was all on the, on in Earth. the South Pole. Yeah. And at that time, the South Pole might as well have been space because it's still a bizarre place. Right. I felt it felt very Hoth from Star Wars. I was very excited about uh, the amount of asbestos snow <laughs> that we were probably dealing with, and. I felt like it was a more nuanced story mm-hmm. than we've had in a long time. So much of what we've been seeing is basic shit. Yeah, agreed. Like, uh, the, like the gunfighters. Yeah, and I mean, even the smugglers. I think one of mm-hmm. the things we talked about with the smugglers was that it felt like a smuggling story. Right. There was nothing about it that felt super like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It just felt like the you know the gang walked into a smuggling. Yeah, situation. it was very much like the Reign of Terror and all of these right. other stories where it was we're going to plug our characters into this story, right? And this felt so much more like um, like the Wu Tang story mm-hmm. where we're mm-hmm. having some science fiction shit happened and Wotan was controlling everybody. Like they were definitely, you know, like the Cybermen and Wotan are probably distant cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably play cousins. Right. Um, and, and I, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Cybermen were a creative 
a super creative baddie. They were. Out of everything that we've had so far, all of the fiction characters that we've dealt with, so many of them are tropey Mm -hmm. or very obvious kind of characters. And Mm -hmm. the conversation, especially including our Ronald Reagan guy, Mm -hmm. to act as that... Well, here's a really good example. You know, Polly's over here being like, this is why emotions are good. The mm-hmm. doctors will hear why our emotions are good. And then, but then to have our Sergeant Ronald Reagan be like, but they have a point mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sometimes you motherfuckers put your emotions first mm-hmm. and it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is detrimental to society. And at what point does he become the bad guy? Right. You know, it's, you know, they neutralized that in like one line where they were like, I mean, he was going to kill you, but now we're going to kill you. So you're not really in a better position. But that is still really scary. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't give a shit when the doctor passed out. Mm -hmm. He said, move him to the bunk. I don't give a fuck. Get my son back on the screen. Right. Um, And so I thought it was, it's one of those that I would, I honestly want to watch again and again because... I feel like there's so many nuances to it. And I feel like reading commentaries and watching it again and getting other people's opinions about it. Cause I can see where I've missed 80% of what there is to say. Right. And that's, that's exciting television mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. No, it was a very good, it was a very good four episodes. I wasn't mad. Yeah. At watching them. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It was, it was enjoyable. That makes me happy. Um, and we had a black guy. I mean, he yeah. died very early on. But, like, we at least had An some, actual black guy, not blackface. Yeah. Not blackface. And guess what? It worked so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really liked... We actually had two because there was... They kept sh- flashing over to our um, the international. Geneva, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was wearing like traditional... Mm-hmm. From whatever... Nation yep. in Africa right. traditional garb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I really appreciated that our production team this time was like, instead of putting people in blackface, like, you know we got motherfuckers in London. Right. Because it's a very international city and has right. been for several hundred right. years. Right, right, right. So why don't we hire them right. to portray the people that they are? Right. And so... What a I hate that we had, idea. Yeah. I hate yeah. that we killed him off in the very beginning. But I am glad that we're not putting people in blackface right. for this episode. Right, right, right. So props to this team. Less menstrual, showy. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that brings us around to what are you going to give this story? I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a good one yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Uh, you know, we, I guess we kind of glossed. We we talked about a little bit in the doctor scoring, but I gotta fluff it up a little bit just because. You know, the doctor goes back to the TARDIS. There's a moment where you're kind of afraid that Ben and Polly are fucking stuck in 1986. Right. Which, like, not the year to get stuck in. Also not uncommon for the doctor. Right. No, right. And there's, like, this real fear that 
I thought the doctor was going to leave. Especially because I knew, well, especially because I knew what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I knew what the end of this episode looked like. And so I was like, oh my God, the doctor's going to fucking pass out and do this regeneration. And Ben and pa- how did Ben and Polly get in the fucking TARDIS? Right, right, right. But one of the things that we saw in the animation mm-hmm. that I would be interested to know was if it was in the original, like, was this script notes? Gotcha. Or people who love and appreciate this show putting it into the animation when the doctor was having his whole like i'm about to pass out in this mm-hmm. you're watching all of the levers on the tardis move by themselves right 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 uh-huh 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 and it's been a hot minute since we've been like yo the tardis has yeah the tardis is a sentient the, the, the TARDIS knows some shit. Mm-hmm. So what is the TARDIS doing? Does the TARDIS let Ben and Polly on? Right. Because that's, yeah, that's because they right. were locked out for a hot minute. I thought they just had the key because, you know, they had the they key might, from before. Right. They might have had a key. There's not enough yeah, we data don't know. because of the lostness of the footage. Uh, but I, you know, I was worried and mm-hmm. I, I didn't fucking know what happens, mm-hmm. essentially. Um and and we'll go into this a little bit more in our next series of episodes. Mm-hmm. But just as a hot take, mm-hmm. what do you think is happening with the doctor? So that's the part that I'm still struggling with because um, there was a part, I want to say maybe episode two, where it's, and I think I miss it, but it, it, came out to sound like something of his was degenerating. Hmm. And I don't know if it was maybe like the, cause it almost felt like he had like a layer of protection almost that was going away. Hmm. And so I think that was his aging process. Now is he dead? I don't know. Did sure. he just change into someone else? We're going to find out next week, I guess. Not next week. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a hot... We're going we're gonna, to... Uh, it'll be a couple weeks okay. for listeners. Um, and you're going to be gone yeah. for fucking ever. So it's going to be quite a, a handful weeks. of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. My my initial inclination is that... So, it it, it, it kind of is like the doctor's invisibility quote of protection. Mm. Like in the Deathly Hobbits, right? Sure. Just come on, faded. Harry Potter. Right. Let's go. Just like faded. Yeah. Or it, it's t- the time is done. Mm. Right. Um, because it was a degeneration that we saw. It was, mm. we did see his like decline. Yeah. So what we saw at the end was Hartnell mm-hmm. and then light bloom mm-hmm. and then the light fades mm-hmm. and you got the priest haircut. And imagine the scene from Beauty and the Beast where the Beast turns into the prince. That's essentially what happened, except on the floor. <laughs> on That's the floor. a beautiful. I mean, look, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. You're not totally off the mark. <laughs> you're not off the mark. That is one of the most beautiful examples of regeneration I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not off the mark. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because it, it's interesting as a, someone who got into it in the, in the new who era, mm-hmm. 
where it's what's happening is a firm, like it's a thing. You understand regeneration. They basically explain it in episode one of New Who. Like it's a understood concept when I jumped into it. But at this point, they're just saying, can we fucking get rid of William Hartnell? Mm -hmm. How do we fucking get rid of William Hartnell but keep this show? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I I am really looking forward to how you feel about what's about to happen. We will be posting a Instagram video along with this episode. So keep an eye out for it of the unboxing of our new mascot. Yes. It's going to be great. I have – I bought him like – Probably too early, like probably before mm-hmm. I was totally sure you were going to like, do this, <laughs> but I got so excited about him. It's cute. And he's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. because because there's an aspect of starting with the first Doctor, everything past the first Doctor is really getting into Doctor Who because you've established the fact that the doctor isn't always just the doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we start talking about, like we say in the intro, mm-hmm. just who is the best doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start we with get, the next We actually episode. get to, to weigh in on that. Yeah, you finally get to understand what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Because, like, spoiler warning, the first is not my favorite. Right. <laughs> Quaker Oats, you don't like them? I love him. Look, 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 here's my opinion on the doctors as we move forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Newsflash, I've actually edited out every reference to this so far, so that shows you how professional I am, right? Um, <laughs> so I'm a big BTS fan. <laughs> to be a BTS fan, you have to be OT7. You got to love all seven. You can have your favorite, but you love all seven. There's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the doctors. Mm-hmm. All of them are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do I have a top five? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's a begrudging top five because mm-hmm. I wish they could all be number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's some that I think hover around three. But like okay. that's really as far down as I would rank any of them. I love them all. Okay. I just have some particular favorites. And one is not one of them. Yeah. He's, you know, he sits around three or four. He's uh, the first. Yeah, he's the first and he's significant and he has absolutely no idea what he started. He's the grounding of everything. And the grounding is probably never going to be the best. R.I.P. William Hartnell. R.I.P. William Hartnell. Yeah. We'll talk more about him in the next episode where we'll really get into the, into goodbye one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But honestly, none of that matters. Mm-mm. Because the only thing that matters is that we ha- finally had a black guy in the story. <laughs> and was this story neat or not? Definitely neat. Fuck yeah. Definitely. I'll take it neat like I'll take this whiskey. Yeah. I mean, this isn't even like a begrudging neat. No. This isn't even like I'm going to give Steven's goodbye episode a neat because like I guess it's a goodbye episode. Not only is this a great goodbye episode, but like the Cybermen and the nuance and Mm -hmm. the Reagan care, everybody. Everyone played their part. Fascinating. Everyone played their part. I've seen the story three times and I still feel like I'm missing stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and that to me is good television. Mm-hmm. That's smart. It's creative. Mm-hmm. The music was good. Like if you, if you've got me noticing music, 
Yeah. It's got to be doing something yeah. because I'm not normally someone that notices music in television. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, so to me to notice, it's either real good or real bad. And this one, right off the bat, I liked the music. I thought it enhanced everything. And and it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun and it was scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Ugh, it was. You know, it I could imagine like a five-year-old like pissing themselves. Oh, yeah. For sure. Over this. For sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Polly almost did. Yeah. Fairly. Yeah. Fair. 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 You know, the doctor passed out for two episodes. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Fair. So that's going to be it for the first doctor. <sighs> Goodbye. Wow. William Hartnell. R.I.P. R.I.P. Thank so, you for your service. <laughs> as we move forward, we are going to go into a goodbye episode for the do- first doctor where we're going to talk. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to unpack. We're going to really discuss where we've been, where we think we're going, all of that that we normally do for a companion. But he's had three seasons and two episodes, so it might be a little longer. Okay. And then what we're going to do is the first Doctor showdown. Mm. I, over the next couple of weeks, am going to post on our Instagram stories. If you're listening to this, it's probably too late. (laughs) Um, But post on our Instagram stories... All of the shows we have ranked neat Mm, and let the audience also contribute to which ones they think are neat or not. Gotcha. That way, if you or I disagree on something, that we have a third party Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because what we are going to do Mm -hmm. is do a tournament style bracket to find out. What is the quintessential story for mm-hmm. the first Doctor? Okay. And mm-hmm. the quintessential companion mm-hmm. to the first Doctor. Okay. That way, mm-hmm. in a million and a half years when we get to 13, mm-hmm. we can do a showdown mm-hmm. of who is the best Doctor, what's the best story, who's the best companion, the whole team, because you cannot separate a Doctor from his stories and his companions. Um, and so it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. You're going to dig into yeah, more of the show. It's going to be some debating mm-hmm. and I'm really excited. We're going to figure out ways to not drag it out for four and a half hours, but, uh, we look for, I really look forward to seeing what everybody else has to say as well, mm-hmm. because I'm going to be real mad. Look, look guys, look, I'm whispering into the mic right now. So Jen can't hear me. <laughs> If y'all say that Mission into the Unknown is neat, and I have to go with that fucking bullshit after Jen said it was neat when there's not a fucking doctor in it, I'm going to be real fucking pissed. But anyway, uh, so I'm excited about it. Say it's neat. Don't say it's neat. It's neat. It's not neat. neat. It can't be neat. There's no doctor. Why would you? Why would you? Look. It's the neatest. How how are you supposed to say it's neat after the Cybermen? It's so neat. Next week on ASMR with Jen. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for writing with us for the whole first Doctor. It is thank you for your attention and love and peace and support and support and emails, emails. Please, emails DMs. Yeah, we've I've had so much fun interacting with all of you, and I really look forward to moving on because I can only imagine that as we get into your favorite Doctor, that we'll hear from more of you. Yeah, and so. Bye, William Hartnell. Goodbye. Hello, Patrick Troughton. Trout. Troughton.
Okay. Troughton. Troughton. Now, here's a, a fun newsflash. Remember back in The Gunfighters, our mm-hmm. favorite episode, okay. where I said that Johnny Ringo was offered to a character and da 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 da, and he was, was a, he? this is this motherfucker. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Patrick Troughton was going to be Ringo, but schedules con- conflicted, and now he's going to be our doctor. Okay. So, um, for this week, it's bye, y'all. Goodbye, guys. See you later. See you next week. Well, two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. Hey, y'all. It's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat... Please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at On The Rocks Pod, all underscored, on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better, whiskey recommendations, please send them to MediaOnTheRocksPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.